Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Land of Bourbon and Bad Decisions, live on Podbean.com and the Podbean app. This is Relentless Daring. So glad to be back. Uh, sorry I'm running a little late. Uh, had uh, city fireworks going on, just trying to get back from that, dealing with traffic and getting everybody into the house. It, it was just kind of busy, you know? Um. So... The week's news has been absolutely going crazy with cancel culture this, you're a racist that, and I'm just trying to find some good lighthearted stories of real American jackassery to get into. Um, starting off, uh, remember a couple weeks ago they had the uh, the protest in St. Louis that marched on the mayor's house and they ended up having to crash through a gate to get into uh get to where the mayor's house was in this really expensive community in St. Louis. And there were some people who didn't take too kindly to having all the people coming through their property. And so they went outside, not guns ablazing, but definitely guns drawn. Especially cuz uh the missus uh, had some issues with uh, trigger finger control and this, that, and the other. And he went, Ew. I mean, the dude, yeah, he flagged her a few times, but he was at the low ready. Anyone who's been in the military knows that if you're at the low ready, you may flag somebody. And it's unintentional. You're doing the best you can, but you're also maintaining a positive tactical awareness about you. So... And fortunately for him, his finger was off the trigger the entire time, but it just didn't look good. And like I said, she was far worse about it, but Missouri has this wonderful thing called Castle Doctrine. I know, I know, Castle Doctrine, it's a hard concept that if someone is on your property, if someone is threatening your property, you have the right to defend yourself with violence. It's a crazy concept, I know. And in this case, if they just crossed the property and then were standing on the road, which it looked like is more like they're in their driveway, which is still on their property, yes, they were brandishing firearms. It was a show of force. Yes, we have these guns. We will use them if you give us cause. But nothing came of it. They were. They did not open fire on anyone. They did not shoot indiscriminately into the crowd. They stood their ground. Well, no good deed goes unpunished, as the saying goes. 
and this is a headline from one of the uh, St. Louis uh, NBC affiliate. McCloskey served with search warrant. Police take rifles shown in viral pictures. Uh, sources told Five on Your Side police seized one of the weapons, the rifle, from the couple, and they told police their attorney has the pistol seen in photos. It is odd that attorneys have an attorney. But I guess you want a little degree of separation there. Uh, reading the article here, and this is article was published yesterday and updated this morning. Uh, 500 Side has learned St. Louis police officers executed a search warrant Friday evening at the home of Mark and Patricia McCloskey, the Central West End couple who confronted protesters with weapons in June. Uh, sources said that police seized one of the weapons, the rifle, from the couple and they told the police attorney had pistol seen the photo. Uh, it's not aware of any charges against McCloskey's at this time and the warrant served Friday evening was just for the guns. Late Friday evening, uh, the news station confirmed attorney Al Watkins was no longer representing the McCloskey's and that attorney Joel Schwartz has taken over. Schwartz confirmed the search warrant was issued at 8 p.m. Friday night but would not say what was taken from the home. Schwartz also said he does not know where the handgun is. Huh, interesting. And it's a developing story, so... And like I said, charges have not been filed, they just seized the weapon. Now, where have we heard of things like this happening before, where property is seized, an asset, if you will, and it is civilly forfeited to the police. Hmm, trying to think. Civil asset forfeiture. What do you mean like when cops pull you over and have a you have a crap ton of cash for purposes that are none of the cops' business? And they just take it because they presume you're breaking the law? Hmm. Interesting. Who would ever... Who, why would we think that cops would ever do something like that? Oh, because they have a really bad habit of doing it. And it also doesn't help that uh, the prosecutor in St. Louis, you know, whose whole campaign was primarily funded by George Soros... Well, she, old Kimmy Poo, she has a really, really bad habit of engaging in uh, political hit jobs. Uh, she tried to go after uh, Officer Wilson after the uh, the whole Mike Brown shooting that led to the Ferguson riots. Uh, she cooked up an entire accusation out of from complete whole cloth against the uh, duly elected governor of Missouri, Eric Greitens, which led to his resignation. And then, huh, magically, after he resigned, the charges were dropped. Isn't that just the damnedest thing? Huh. But she has a really bad habit of this. And so, will there ever be any actual charges pressed against them? Probably not, again. Missouri has Castle Doctrine. There's enough YouTube video that shows them crashing through a gate onto private property 
and going out of their way to just traipse across their grounds, including uh, someone in the crowd threatening them as they're walking past before they even came out with firearms. And I'm sure as soon as that is uh, that evidence is admitted into the court, uh, Kimmy Poo's uh, her minions will have to will be forced to drop any charges that they may try leveling. But I don't know. That's that one's one of those. It, it's very obvious what the motive what the motive is here. How dare you stand up against these protesters that they weren't doing nothing wrong? Yes, I know. I use a double negative. I know someone out there is listening for me to use double negatives so they can harp on me because it's what they do. But it's just one of those crazy things. And in the world of craziness and guns, well, Joe Biden has released what he wants to do with guns if elected president. Uh, this is at JoeBiden.com. The Biden plan to end our gun violence epidemic. Joe Biden knows that gun violence is a public health epidemic. Almost 40,000 people die as a result of firearms injuries every year in the United States, and many more are wounded. <laughs> Lady Di wants to know where her popcorn is. She was promised popcorn for signing in. Um, You might need to check the microwave. I'm just saying, I, I'm I cannot make all of the uh, popcorn for everybody. <laughs> Roastmaster Gwen says it's currently being shipped by FedEx. Possibly, um, really weird. I haven't sent anything FedEx lately, so curiouser and curiouser. So, anyways, almost forty thousand. See, the the uh, anti-gun lobby they love to use this. 36,000, 38,000, 40,000 number because it's a scary, it's a big number. But they never, they never parse out the suicides, which is what, 60% of that, 66% of it's a huge, huge percentage, nearly two thirds of that number. So, out of 40,000, you're looking at roughly 34,000 people who commit suicide with a firearm. And that also includes accidental deaths. You know, accidentally killing yourself, not other people. That That's its own category, but two-thirds of of that number is suicide. So really, when you get to looking at the hard numbers, it drops it down to about eight to ten thousand, depending on where you're getting your uh, information from. And so it's it's a it's a disingenuous fact that they that they go with, just because it's shocking. It's the old news adage, if it bleeds, it leads. Uh, 
Roastmaster Glenn says, not on topic, what is the most common way for people to to commit suicide? Uh, that would be with a gun because it is effective. Because, I mean, yeah, you could try hanging yourself. Eh, there's a number of things that could go wrong with um, make yourself fall unconscious but not necessarily dying, slitting wrists, all all kinds of stuff like that, but the, the vast majority of suicides are through self-inflicted gunshot wounds. Because, like I said, oh no, uh, he's apologizing for missing that segment. I I hadn't gone into the most common types of, su- of modes of committing suicide, but overwhelmingly, it is done with a firearm because, again, effective. So, like I said, they they go with that giant number, which, again, is two-thirds suicide or accidental self, uh, self-killing. And it leaves out defensive uses where an attacker is killed with a firearm. It leaves out police killing a bad guy or any... Any police shooting, I should say, not necessarily bad guys, because you know we've seen uh, not bad guys who get killed by the cops, and you know it's awful. Regardless of who the victim is, hands down, it is awful. It it leaves out you know accidental shootings, you know where someone's mishandling the firearm. Um, there is a mechanical malfunction with said firearm, the uh, the old Remington 700s. For a long time, had an issue with the safety, where you have around the chamber weapon on safe. You couldn't uncock the weapon and remove the round with the weapon on safe, and there was times you could release the safety. And the weapon would go off, and a number of people have been killed through, like I said, mechanical malfunction. Uh, Glenn is saying, isn't that the best thing about stats? You can pretty much uh, make them say whatever you want. Yes, absolutely. And in this case, they're they're really leaving out the hard numbers of you know actual violence being done to other people because that's. That's the point they're trying to sell. <gasps> 40,000 people are killed by other people with guns. No, about 30,000 of them are, I don't know, killing themselves. But anyways, going on with this article from JoeBiden.com, some of these deaths and injuries are a result of mass shootings that make national headlines. Very few in the grand scheme of things, but I digress. Others are the result of daily acts of gun violence or suicides that may not make national headlines, but are just as devastating to the families and communities left behind. Joe Biden has taken on the National Rifle Association on the national stage and won twice. In 1993, he shepherded through Congress the Brady Handgun Violence Prevention Act, which established a background check system that has since kept more than 3 million firearms out of dangerous hands. Unless he's the vice president 
and their administration has the ATF just say, no, 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 you, these uh, border town gun stores, don't don't run these background checks. Just, just sell them. And then they're selling handguns and assault rifles to drug runners and coyotes, human traffickers that end up in the hands of cartels that ends up killing a U.S. Border Patrol agent and then also having some turn up in Paris after a terrorist attack. Huh. Isn't that weird? But anyway, I'm getting off course, I know. I mean, how dare how dare I bring up facts? <laughs> in 1994, Biden, along with Senator Dianne Feinstein, secured the passage of the 10-year bans on assault weapons and high-capacity magazines. As president, Joe Biden will defeat the NRA again. Joe Biden knows how to make progress on reducing gun violence using executive action, which is unconstitutional. After the tragedy at Sandy Hook Elementary School in 2012, President Obama tasked Vice President Biden with developing both legislative proposals and executive actions to make our communities safer. As a result of this effort, the Obama-Biden administration took more than two dozen actions, including narrowing the so-called gun show loophole. There is no gun show loophole. If you are going to a gun show and you are buying from a vendor, guess what you have to do? You have to do a background check. Oh, my God, that's scary. I know. Now, what they're saying, this, quote, gun show loophole, end quote, is when you, the private individual, sees a guy. He's got a gun that he's looking to sell. And, you know, none, none of the vendors are giving him the good price. But, you know, I was like, hey, you know, I've got the cash to give you the price you're looking for. Well, you're, you're not a felon, are you? No, 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 not a felon, not a felon. All right. A perfectly legal private transfer of property in a perfectly legal, you know, capitalist system. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to, you know, make it harder for individual A with his individual property rights to engage in his God-given right to sell his property. That's what the whole gun show, gun show loophole is. But, anyways, increasing the number of records in the background check system and expanding funding for mental health services. It's within our grasp to end our gun violence epidemic and respect the Second Amendment. Shall not be infringed. Shall not be infringed. That's four words. Last time I checked in legalese, if it says shall do, they are required to do it. If it says shall not, it means they cannot do it. But apparently, you know, who cares what legalese says because blah, 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 blah. Which is, uh, the Second Amendment is not limited, as 
shouldn't be limited anyways, but it has been limited due to um, a bunch of sissy ninny panty waist judges and congressmen and women who don't believe you, the individual, have the God-given right to bear arms because, face it, that Second Amendment, it's not about self-defense, it's not about hunting, it's not about going out to the sporting clay range and busting some skeet. It is literally about the violent overthrow of the United States government. At me, bro. Yeah, hold gun manufacturers accountable. Yet they're they've been that's something they've been trying to do forever because they want to treat guns that if someone uses them as they were intended, oh, you can sue the manufacturer. Well, can someone sue Ford if someone jumps in F one fifty and goes, you know, corralling down us? Uh, crowded sidewalk killing everybody in sight huh I don't think you can because they're taking a vehicle it operated as intended under full control of the operator so why is that Ford's fault they make it too big they make it too metally make it too heavy if Remington designs a weapon whose sole purpose is to, you know, at a rapid rate of fire, to, you know, fire approximately 100 rounds per minute. Then, and a person is doing what they're supposed to with it, and it's not getting anyone killed, but someone takes the same weapon, it functions the exact same way, and... They use it to conduct a shooting like, I don't know, the Las Vegas shooting. How is that any different than taking the F-150 and careening down a crowded sidewalk? I mean, uh, a couple years ago when on Halloween when the, the crazy Muslim guy rented a pickup from Home Depot... And went crashing down the uh, the walking trail at Central Park, trying to kill as many people as he could. I mean, that Chevy pickup was Chevy sued by any of the survivors, by any of the family members of those who were hurt or killed. Was Home Depot sued? I mean, the vehicle operated as it was supposed to. It was just used in a manner not intended by the manufacturer or the person or the organization leasing that vehicle. The same goes for guns. Yes, guns are designed to kill people. Got it. Heard, understood, acknowledged. But, and there's you always have to look at the but. I have a preacher who loves to use that line. Don't know why. You always have to look at the butt. When a person takes a weapon and uses it as it was designed, as it was intended, to commit a horrible, tragic felony 
and destroy the lives of other human beings for no good reason, that is not on the manufacturer. That is not on the producer of the ammunition. That is on the person who knocked out the hotel window, who climbed the, the clock tower at the University of Texas and started shooting at people. It's on them. Unfortunately, personal accountability this day, these days, the left, I mean, it doesn't count for anything unless you're owning your racism. If you're owning your racism, oh my gosh, I am such a racist. I'm a bad, horrible person. Then personal accountability is fine. Especially if you go out and you, you grab your virtue flag and you wave it in the process. I was so... I held these thoughts that were so against the gay people. I held these thoughts that were so anti-black, and now I'm just going to be anti-racist. I'm going to call out all the racism as I see it. Then, personal responsibility is a good thing. If a person gets hooked on methamphetamine and they poison themselves, And at least their death. Oh well, it, well, it's not Bobby's fault that he he overdosed on methamphetamine. He had a disease. And he just wasn't being treated. No, Bobby made a decision to take a caustic substance that is highly addictive and inject it into his body. If you get drunk. And crash your car into a school bus. You could make the argument. Well, Your Honor, I, I wasn't in control. I have a disease. It just, I just can't stop drinking. Now, granted, that's going to get thrown out in a heartbeat. Because it's been on the books that driving drunk has been illegal for years and years. But if your marriage falls apart, you're, you're a functioning alcoholic. You don't drink and drive, but as soon as you get home, you crack open that bottle of Jack and go to town. A 24-pack of Beast Ice on a Tuesday night is nothing. And your marriage falls apart, your kids hate you, you know, you end up losing your job because you're no longer able to no longer able to proper you know to hide the alcohol or at least you think you're hiding the alcohol but everyone around you can see right through your little facade well i it's not my fault i have a disease yeah you do have a disease it's called stupid 9 times out of 10 stupid is fatal the at least there's people who learn there's people who go you know what i'm going to treat this like a disease i'm going to get help and i'm going to do everything in my power to not contract it again those are the good those are the people i'm not going to necessarily say they're good people but they at least make an effort they are showing real personal accountability. They accept that, you know what? I'm the one who started drinking too much. 
So I'm going to do what I can to to cut back. I'm going to do what I can to quit. You know, I could still be using nicotine right now. I mean, August 24th, 2018, the day I turned my semi back into the company I was driving for, I took that last dip of chewing tobacco. And I looked at that empty can. Like, you know what? Yeah, this is the last one I'm done. Here it is, almost two years later. Yeah, I, I had a cigarillo while on a cruise in Mexico. I had a cigarette on a very, very stressful day at work. Other than that, I haven't done crap with tobacco. Then there were times where, oh, it was hard. Don't be wrong, it was awful. But you know what? Personal accountability. It gets you somewhere. But this article goes on and on and on. We're going to get weapons of war off our streets. Wait. wait. An AR-15 is not a weapon of war. I mean, if it's chambered in 5.56, it's close. It still doesn't have a select fire that lets you choose semi or three-round burst or semi or fully auto. Unless you have a really, 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 really expensive stamp act or stamp uh, tax stamp from the United States government and a crap ton of money for the background checks and the license to own a fully automatic weapon which you know those things that are really scary to the left they're really not that prevalent on the street just because you know they've been priced out of ownership now don't me wrong don't get me wrong you can still through you know through back channels and black markets, you can acquire these things, but typically if you're acquiring these things, you're part of some sort of organized crime element, be it a street gang that has, you know, some semblance of hierarchy that can really, you know, move and shake and get things done, or the mafia or a drug cartel. Because there's corrupt people everywhere willing to make a buck off of the misfortune of others. But, you know, one thing they want to do is uh, ban the manufacture and sale of assault weapons and high-capacity magazines. Federal law prevents hunters from hunting migratory game birds with more than three shells in their shotgun. That means our federal law does more to protect ducks than children. <laughs> it's wrong. Joe Biden will enact legislation to once again ban assault weapons. This time, the bans will be designed based on lessons learned from the 1994 ban. For example, the ban on assault weapons will be designed to prevent manufacturers from circumventing the law by making minor changes that don't limit the weapon's capacity or the weapon's lethality. I, 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 wait. Last time I checked, how are you going to not limit, how are you going to limit the lethality I mean, a a person who really wants to can swap mags in a 10-round magazine fairly quickly. 
and be incredibly proficient. When I was in the Army, we did drills all the time for mag changes to minimize the amount of time it took between dropping a magazine and locking and loading the next one to keep up the rate of fire. A criminal is just as able to do that as someone who has no intent on breaking the law, like, say, a three-gun shooter. Or that person who's just the collector. And they want to have a lot of guns and be proficient with all of them, so they they make so they do a ton of shooting. Regulate possession of existing assault weapons under the National Firearms Act. Currently, the National Firearms Act it requires individuals possessing machine guns, silencers, and short barrel rifles to undergo a background check and register those weapons with the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms and Explosives. Due to these requirements, such weapons are rarely used in crimes. No kidding. Although, silencer, if I really wanted to, I could make one in a matter of hours. Not going to. Not going to. As much as I would like to. I'm not going to. They want to buy back the assault weapons and high-capacity magazines already in our communities. Ha <laughs> ha, suck it, nerd. Reduce the stockpiling of weapons. Again, this goes back to personal property rights. If I want to own 5,000 uh, assault rifles, that's my business. It's not the business of the government. Now, if they have proof that I'm obviously using them for illegal means, well, then they can get a warrant and they can come after me. That's fine. But if I'm just collecting, there's nothing wrong with that. Keep guns out of dangerous hands, because apparently the background check system that we already have is not good enough. In fact, they want universal background checks, because universal background checks, again, is made to restrict the legal private transfer of property from one individual to another. Now, frankly, I would never... Put out a Craigslist ad or a Facebook ad, one of those buy and sell groups that have essentially taken over Facebook, looking to sell my firearms to a complete stranger. Now, if a friend wanted to purchase one of my firearms, be it you know my long rifle, be it one of my handguns, be it an AR, a shotgun, you name it, well, I know my friends. If my friend, who's a felon, says, hey, will you sell me this? I'm going to say, uh, no. I'm not going to sell you a felon. Or the friend who's a wife beater. The friend who's a convicted husband beater. I'm not going to sell them a firearm because it's against the friggin' law. I don't know what they're going to do with it. Granted, they may they may have no ill intent whatsoever, but if they get caught with it and they're not supposed to have it, and when asked, oh, I bought it off so-and-so. Well, that leaves me holding the bag for knowingly selling 
a firearm to someone who I know should not be possessing one. And so now they want universal background checks. Well, I, I suppose I'd be willing to do it then, but then I would have to go pay, I don't know, a police department to run a background check or go to an FFL dealer and pay them to do it. Again, of course, they pulled out a concealed carry license and showed it to me. That'd be all the background check I need. Require background checks for all gun sales. Uh, it's estimated one in five firearms are sold and transferred without background check. Again, those are private sales. Those are gifts. Those are inheritances. Not necessarily something illegal. It talks about, you know, close other loopholes in the system. In addition to closing the boyfriend loophole, it's the hell is a boyfriend loophole? That, again, that's not a loophole. That is a crime. If your boyfriend is not supposed to have a firearm and you go out and purchase it and give it to him, that's called a straw purchase. That is a federal offense. There are places like Chicago. I had to censor myself there because I almost said it what a lot called it what a lot of truck drivers refer to it as um, crap cargo you can figure it out from there they don't punish straw purchasers and what are these straw purchasers doing oh they're going across to Indiana where they or outside the city limits of Chicago where they can actually purchase the firearms because they don't sell them won't sell them in the city. And then they bring them back and they give them to the gangbanger friends or sell them to the gangbanger friends who then use them to commit crimes. And they can be traced back to, oh, I see you bought this firearm. Ah, uh, yeah, I, I bought it and it got stolen. I don't know what happened to it. So you've had a, had a relationship with with this guy for 10 years. Huh, weird, I know, it's crazy. I, who would have thought that he would have stolen from me? We were best friends. Again, it's crap like this. It doesn't go punished, and they wonder why the hell things like this go on. And it's, this whole thing goes on and on. Close the hate crime loophole. Wait, th there's a loophole? For hate crimes, Biden will enact legislation prohibiting the individual, quote, who has been convicted of a misdemeanor hate crime or received an enhanced sentence for a misdemeanor because of a hate or bias in its commission, end quote, from purchasing or possessing a firearm. Again, what defines a hate crime? There's that couple in California who are being charged with a hate crime. Because they painted over two letters in a Black Lives Matter mural that was painted on the road. How the hell is that a hate crime? 
the Charleston loophole. Okay, the Charleston loophole. Again, that is a cre that is a creation of the federal government, where they created such a horrible, horrible backlog that if the background check was not completed in X amount of time, they would sell you the gun anyways. Again, that's because under the Clinton administration, background checks got really slow for some reason. Oh, that's the damnedest thing. Under the Obama administration, background checks got really slow. It's the damnedest thing. I mean, fortunately for me, I bought uh, two of my firearms during the Obama administration, but fortunately for me, because I don't have a bad background, it went through fairly fast. I think I just waited maybe an hour. But still, when you're sitting at the gun store for an hour, twiddling your thumbs, waiting on that report to come back, which I... Actually, I think one of them was the PX on Fort Hood that sold me one, and I think I filled out the paperwork, they printed it off, and then they just called somebody. Hey, uh, can you can you uh, run this uh, Social Security number real quick? Because it was faster than going through the ATF. I, I miss that PX. But all these dumb things that many of them, he wants to end the online sale of firearms and ammunition. Well, here's the thing. If you buy a gun online, if I if I go to Cabela's.com or to Brownells or anywhere online and I buy a gun, I can't have it sent directly to me. I have to have it sent to an FFL dealer, a federally licensed dealer and when it arrives there and I go in to pick it up guess what I have to do I have to do a background check <gasps> shocking I know a background check Granted, I can get all the ammunition I want sent to my house. Or I could buy a reloading station and I can go buy all the gunpowder and bullets and primers and brass I want. I'm pretty sure I can't have the gunpowder sent directly to my house. Something about the uh, post office and FedEx. And I don't like dealing in uh, lots of gunpowders. I don't know. I think they're being a little, trying to play it a little too safe, but ah, what do I know? And again, more dumb crap. Create an effective program to ensure individuals who become prohibited from possessing firearms relinquish their weapons. Again, we have these laws on the books. If a person is convicted of a felony then go in with a warrant and retrieve the weapons 
have someone in the house before that person is paroled issue an affidavit to the police saying that they have removed those weapons from the home. Any number of things can be done that are reasonable that enforces laws we already have on the books without passing new laws. And again, when it's all said and done, it comes back to four words I mentioned earlier. Shall not be infringed. I will be right back. This is Tyler from Relentless Daring, and I am launching the brand new RelentlessDaring.com merch shop. Instead of having to go to a third-party vendor, now you can do everything right there at RelentlessDaring.com. If you want to buy merch, go to RelentlessDaring.com slash shop, and there you can get hats, you can get t-shirts, you can get hoodies, you can get coffee cups, you can get stickers. Go there today to show your love for the Relentless Daring podcast, and as always, stay relentless. Alright, getting back into it for the last you know, few minutes here of the show. You know, one of the things that has come out just yesterday is that uh, Donald Trump, he's working on a new executive action, new executive order on immigration. Huh. What could possibly go wrong with that? And I couldn't get any good reporting on it here in the state state media, so I had to go overseas to the Tribune of India. Again, this is this is dated for tomorrow because, again, it came from India. President Donald Trump is working on an executive order to establish a merit-based immigration system in the U.S., the White House has said. Now, I'm not going to say that a merit-based immigration system is bad. I think it's very good. Uh, it it puts the kibosh on uh, chain immigration, just because just because you know your uncle Bob has immigrated here from. You name a place to stand. Doesn't mean that Bob can now bring in his wife and all their kids. Which, you know, immediate households okay. is when you start getting to extended family. You know, his in-laws, his nieces, his nephews, cousins. That's where the chain migration is a problem. And it also... Also, uh, it's like these diversity visas where it's like, well, you have really no skills to make us better, but we don't have, we haven't brought in enough Ethiopians, so you can come on in. I mean, we is that really how we need to be, you know, trying to better our country through, you know, bringing in people from, you know, from elsewhere? Now, if He's the leading heart surgeon in Ethiopia. 
and he's come he wants to immigrate to America so he can improve his skills and he wants to be a you know open a heart clinic for eth- for underprivileged Ethiopians who are, have immigrated to the United States bring him in we want him we need more heart surgeons we've had a horrible brain drain where you know we bring in lots of people from overseas we train them up and then they go back home they take those skills with them. We have Americans who learn these valuable skills and then take them overseas because they can get paid. Well, maybe not paid more, but you know, there's an ideology or a ministry that uses you know uses their medical needs or other scientific needs that they're they want to put out there. But that's neither here nor there. The White House statement came soon after Trump, in an interview with Spanish-language Telemundo News Network, said he was working on an executive order on immigration that will include, quote, a road to citizenship, end quote, for recipients of the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals DACA program. Now, this is where I'm really beginning to take up issue. I mean, I've been taking issue with it from from the first words because he's planning on using executive action, executive action, to create new immigration law from whole cloth. And... The Supreme Court has already given given legal precedent for it because when Trump tried to undo DACA, when Trump tried to undo DACA through executive action under the guise that it was created out of whole cloth, it was legislation by executive fiat, so I'm undoing it, Oh, well, well, if we here at the Supreme Court and all of our lack of testicular fortitude have determined you did not give, you did not give sufficient notice on what was going to happen with the DACA recipients. Therefore, even though this is a horribly, horribly written and executed executive order, that is completely unconstitutional. It shall still stand. Wait. So you've given Donald Trump the go-ahead, essentially, to create new immigration law and his pathway to citizenship. What does it entail? Is it going to be one of those, well, you're just going to pay a fine, then jump in line and you work work towards getting your citizenship? Is it going to be a, you can go home, you can go back to your country of origin, and you can apply and jump in line from where you're at and not be forced to the back of the line for X amount of time because you were a violation of the law? 
Is it going to essentially just be an amnesty? Well, you're here. Um, go ahead and go take your citizenship test. And you're, you're not going to, you know, won't be deported, won't pay any fines. Just, you know, make it happen. Or you've been here working on DACA. You've been doing X, Y, and Z. Yeah, screw it. Here's your citizenship. Is it going to be, is it a backdoor amnesty? That's the real question. Is this a backdoor amnesty being created in the same way that DACA was created? One of the, uh, quoting Donald Trump, one of the aspects of the bill is going to be the DACA. We're going to have a road to citizenship, end quote. President Trump had tried to cancel the Obama-era program, but the Supreme Court last month said it could stay in place. Trump, who is seeking re-election in November, has long sought to overhaul the U.S. immigration system to be based on merit rather than family ties. Immigration remains one of Trump's signature campaign issues. Quote, as the president announced today, he is working on an executive order to establish a merit-based immigration system to further protect U.S. workers, end quote, the White House said in a statement. Furthermore, the president has long, long said he is willing to work with Congress on a negotiated legislative solution to the DACA. I'm going to stop there because we saw how that went when he was offering them two, even three times what they were wanting. And they still gave him a big middle finger. But it goes on to talk about this. Um, meanwhile, Senator Ted Cruz warned the Trump administration not to include a road to citizenship for DACA recipients. Quote, there is zero constitutional authority for a president to create a road to citizenship by executive fiat. End quote, Cruz tweeted. And I agree, as I've already said. Now, protecting American jobs, enforcing immigration laws we have on the books, these are things that Donald Trump got elected on. If he issues this executive order and this, quote, pathway to citizenship, end quote, looks like amnesty, smells like amnesty, swims like amnesty, quacks like amnesty. It's going to be amnesty. And he's going to be dropping a giant F.U. all over his constituents, all over his base. Those hardworking people who have lost jobs to illegal immigrants. To those people, to those immigrants who supported Donald Trump, who came here the right way, the legal way. He's saying, screw you. Now, maybe I'm reading more into this than what's actually there, because there's no there, there yet. So we still have to wait and see. Unfortunately, I, again, I don't like the smell of this because DACA, my huge biggest problem with it is that it did not go through Congress. It was done by executive fiat. And this is a rewriting of immigration law through an executive order. It's the same 
problem. What's wrong for one president does not suddenly become right for another president just because he has an imaginary R behind his name. And I'm honestly worried that a lot of Trump supporters are going to go, well, you know, it's our guy doing it, so it's good. Wait, you crapped your pants over Obama doing it. You would have crapped your pants over Bill Clinton doing it 30 years ago. Why is it suddenly, why is it suddenly good that this guy is doing it? I don't know. I, I, I'm losing my mind on all of this because you know, politics in 2020 has made absolutely no sense. And unfortunately, we still have, what, five and a half months to go? Holy crap. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope I survive through the election. I, I seriously do. But it, it's going to be interesting just to see what happens. Because if Donald Trump wins, is the crazy that's already been ratcheted up to 12 going to get ratcheted up to 24? If Biden wins... Is our entire economic system going to just, that's already in a tailspin, going to completely get crushed with the crazy radicals he's going to be, quote, persuaded, end quote, to put into uh, key roles in the administration, in the cabinet? Is coronavirus going to just magically disappear on November 4th after it's announced that Joe Biden has won the election? or is the projected winner of the election. These things are questions that are burning deep in my mind right now, just looking from here to the end of 2020. Now, hopefully they get some debates going, and Donald Trump will run circles around Joe Biden and just show America, you know, we don't want this guy, even if he has the greatest vice president in the, you know, in the history of progressive politics. We cannot have him, you know, as the main guy for however long before he resigns or for four years and he decides that I'm not going to run again by endorsing my vice president. Uh, we have to wait and see. It's all absolutely bat crap crazy. All right, so that's going to wrap up the show for this week. Again, I'm sorry it was a little delayed. Again, things happen. I, I got on as quick as I could. Thank you for sticking it out for those of you who are listening live. Those of you who are listening on demand at RelentlessDaring.com, Google Podcasts, Apple iTunes, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, and whatever else. Uh, my show is being streamed on or whatever service you choose to use. Thank you for listening, listening on demand. Uh, if you're listening on Apple iTunes, I ask four little things. Not much, just, just four little things. Number one, mash that subscribe button. 
That way, it when I put the podcast out, it automatically downloads. Number two, give it a five-star rating. That way, it helps the algorithm to find more people like you who might want to check out this crazy train wreck I call a show-slash-podcast. Number three, leave a review. Let people know what you think. If if you don't like it, just kind of, kind of, kind of tone it down a little bit, because it, when the algorithm finds those people who might like this show, based on all the five star ratings, we want them to read it and go, eh, most most everyone likes this, likes this show, except for that guy. Don't know what that guy's problem is, but most everyone likes the show. I think I'll check it out. And finally, the last thing I ask, share it. Just copy the link. Send it to a friend who you think will like the show. If you have a crazy liberal friend, send it to them too. Drive them absolutely bonkers. I love it. Uh, again, go to RelentlessDaring.com. Check out the merch there. I've got some other stuff in the works. If Printify will work with me. There's something I want to do. The website's being dumb. Can't help it. It be what it be. Uh, check out the merch. Uh, if you want to donate to the show, because, again, if you're buying merch, you donate to the show, all of this goes into keeping this crazy train wreck on the air. It keeps the website paid for. It keeps my hosting fees for pod being paid for. And it goes into updating equipment, getting better things here and there, like these totally awesome in-ear monitors I'm using now. I can hear myself better with these in than with them out. That's how great they are. Um, again, all this stuff is because of you guys putting putting your money into the show and supporting it on your end. Thank you so very much. Again, as always, stay relentless. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.